Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight for Let's Talk Biblically. I'm excited, and I hope you are, because we've got a, a great topic tonight. And our topic tonight is, why are young people leaving the church? And so um, please call in your questions tonight or your comments. Uh, also, please uh, comment your questions or, or your comments below. Um, we just got a great topic, and I'm excited about it. You know what's wild about it is I've noticed, even in, in our church and in many churches, I've seen where um, people, young people, have at, at some point, when given permission to do so, leave the church. You know, it's interesting. I saw some statistics that say that almost 50% of all teenagers, when they turn 18 and their parents give them permission no longer to go to church, it's up to them, they stop going to church. I've seen where they say that 70%, 70% of of uh, young people who go off to college, which we're going to see in a few minutes, leave their faith and never come back. So today we're going to just look at some reasons why this happened. So please, some of you may have some thoughts on this. I'd, I'd love for you to call in or, or give us your, uh, your chat on this thing. I'm going to give you four reasons why I believe biblically this is happening. <clears throat> First of all, I blame the church, okay? We're all, if you're Christian, you're part of the church. I blame the church. And the number one reason why most people cite or say, young people say that they leave the church, and these are people generally who are teenagers up until their late 20s, the reason why they leave the church, the number one reason they say they leave is due to hypocrisy. The hypocrisy. You know, we're told in Romans chapter 2, verse uh, 24, how Paul pointed out with the Jews that they were causing the unbelievers to blaspheme the name of God because they was living in hypocrisy. You know, Paul tells us the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 32. Be careful that you don't do anything that will stumble believers as well as unbelievers. You know, you got pastors who are sleeping with church members. I remember it being brought to my attention that there was a pastor who was who believed that he was like Solomon and he could sleep with whoever he wanted to. I was like, really? In the church? You have, you have so much hypocrisy going on where you got 10 collection plates. I was in the church one time. I ain't joking. And they passed the collection plate around 10 times. And we wonder, y'all listening to me tonight, you must agree that the church has looked like a hypocrite in many ways. And this has caused a lot of the young people to walk away. When you have a pastor driving a Bentley using church money, and he's riding by the bus stop where church members, you know, get on the bus to come to church because they ain't got a ride. Something wrong with that picture. And so part of it is due to hypocrisy. I remember um, I was witnessing to a guy where um, I used to live at, and I was I just we had just started our church. This was years ago. And I remember a guy, and me and my, my brothers in Christ were out there passing out flyers, just tracks and stuff. And he was like, who's the pastor? He was yelling from his house. I said, I am. He said, you ain't nothing but a pimp. 
You ain't nothing but a pimp. You pimping the people, taking their money, doing all the rest of this. And I was like, man, I ain't doing none of this, man. What you talking about? He said, yes, you are. And in his mind, after he, you know, I got to talking with him all this, I realized that this is how he saw pastors. Nowadays, people see priests as perverts. You know that? Perverts. Y'all listening to my, my, to my this podcast tonight, you know that. In fact, it's to the point, I, I believe we're at a time where Jesus said in Matthew 23, verse 3, when he spoke to his disciples regarding the, the Pharisees, he said, do what they say to do, but don't do what they do because they're hypocrites. And so this is the case with a lot of people in leadership. So in many cases, a lot of young people leaving the church because they see that people are hypocrites in the church. Lots of times they leave because of bad teaching. You know, when the Word of Faith movement was real popular, teaching that everybody needs to be rich, everybody needs to have everything or should have everything or they're outside the will of God, everybody should be healthy or they're outside of the will of God, all the rest of these things. And I remember a few people I know who were young, their grandmother had passed or granddad or whatever, and they had sought the face of God and just said, Lord, please heal them. And I remember talking to a, and, and their parent, grandparent had passed or whatever, and I remember talking to a, a, a brother in Christ, and he told me, man, I gave up that Jesus thing a long time ago when the Lord did not heal my grandmother. And I was like, man, where that coming from? He said, well, the church told me that, that, that he would. And so, you know, it, he was terribly deceived by bad teaching. In fact, in some cases, there's no teaching. This is why a lot of, let's just face it, a lot of them lead the church because there ain't no real teaching going on. You know, Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And because they reject knowledge, the Lord says, I rejected you. So this is the case. I mean, when's the last time you went to a church and they talked about hell? Come on, you listening on this podcast tonight. You can call in. When was the last time you went to a church and they talked about hell? Talked about repentance? Talked about, um, about being born again? You just don't hear it that much anymore. I heard a, 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 someone the other day on the, on the radio say, don't teach your kids about hell like that because you might scare them. Really? You know, Proverbs 1.7 says that fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and knowledge. So to some degree, maybe they need to be scared. You see, we know John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever should believe in him shall not perish. We forget that perish part, don't we? We forget that. And so, you know, and part of this, you know, I got to say, it comes from, you know, 2 Kings 22, verse 8. We have been talking about the Bible study. You know, it says that in, in Josiah's day, Hilkiah found the book of the law in the house of God. He found God's Bible in the house of God, meaning they weren't using scripture. And I'm telling you, this is what's going on now. <laughs> This is part of the reason why this is happening. You know, Psalm 119, verse 9, 10, 11 says, How shall a young man cleanse his way but by taking heed to that word? Then he goes on to say, I have sought thee with my whole heart. Let me not wander from thy commandments. For I've hid that word, that, that word in my heart that I shall not sin against thee. You see, how, if you ain't got the word, how you going to hide it in your heart? You see, something's wrong with this picture. 
And what's happened, I got to be honest with you. In most churches, it's entertainment. The music is big time. Y'all know what I mean? It's like if you can get if you can get a star to come to your church, the people will come. You know what I mean? Especially a music person. And what's happened is that most people, some of you listening to me now on the podcast, you know, you have learned your theology from music, from people who don't know scripture. And now guess what? And our kids have too. And so their theology is screwed up too. And so in most churches, you get a pastor who tells a bunch of jokes. Not only that, but he has um, he has one scripture and five points. You know what I mean? You know, one scripture, five points. They kind of teach him to do this. And then a person comes to, let's say, the church that I pastor, and all of a sudden, you know, we're using 20, 30 scriptures. You know, we're going here and there throughout the word of God, and, and all of a sudden, he talks too fast. He uses too much Bible. And it becomes hard for a person. You know, 2 Timothy 4.3 says that in, in the last days, they will not endure sound teaching. And so this is what's happening to our youth. They're being poisoned by this stuff. You know, I asked Josh, I said, man, look, why do you think people don't come to church when, when they're young? What, what do you think that is? And, and you know, it's funny, he said to me, he said, well, why should they? In the sense, they're thinking to themselves, I don't need to go because I'm all right. Because they've been told that they're good. When Romans 3.10 says there's none good, no, not one. But in their mind, they think they're good people. And very few people are, you know, are told to, you know, John the Baptist said repent. You know that? Jesus said repent. The apostles said repent. Paul said repent. Some of the last words Jesus said was repent. I mean, you know, (laughs) we don't hear this anymore. And so let me say this, too. I, I do think that, that the youth leave the church to some degree because there's a big misunderstanding, for one, of the gospel, you know? People think that, man, if I get saved, Jesus will fix all my problems. And so you find people saying, I'm calling out to Jesus that he will help me with my problems. He'll help me to solve my issues. He'll help me to get where I want to be. Instead of them saying, I'm laying my life down for him. And so this is screwed up. And so our young people have seen Jesus almost and God, our fathers, like a Santa Claus thing. And so if they don't, you know, if they lead a church, so what in their mind? And let me say this too. I've seen this too. This is crazy. Where there's a big emphasis put upon the building. Especially in the black community, you know, if, if I got I heard people say, I got to get back to my roots. What does roots mean? I got to get back to the church. I got to get back to the church. And what they're talking about is the building <laughs> and being around those people in the church. Not repenting and giving their life back to, to, to the Lord. None of that. And so people have mistakenly thought, well, if I'm in the building, then I'm back on track with God. You know, one of the things that happened to me, and please call in if you, you got some thoughts on this. When I got saved, I didn't get saved in the church. In fact, the the guy who led me to Christ said, don't even go to these churches, you know. Just read the Bible. And what happened was I read the Bible, and all of a sudden I was, like, shocked. I was like, whoa, this is what Jesus said and so forth. And before you know it, I gave my life to Christ. 
But it was because I read it for myself. And I saw what it had to say. And I said, I need Jesus. And let me just say this too. I've seen even in a church where there is a, a judgmental spirit as well. That to some degree has caused people to, to move away from the church. I've seen some churches that, that actually, as they used to say, they, they, um, they clean the fish before they catch them. And so they're, they're constantly saying, you need to do, you need to repent, you need to whatever. And they, they go about it the wrong way. And unfortunately, people think, well, I can't live this holy life and the rest of this. So all of a sudden they say, I don't want nothing to do with this church thing. Instead of realizing that, that the Lord loves them and now they ought to serve him by grace through faith out of a love for Jesus, not out of a obedience or be killed mentality. And so some of these things are reasons why not only that, not enough, and I'm just dealing with the church aspect of it at first. You know, not enough evangelism in the church. I know, you know, we got some people on the corner sharing the word, which is awesome. But just in the church itself, people need to be evangelized. You know what I'm saying? And no accountability. We have a lot of young teens who come to church at different churches. Don't nobody call them. They go and do their own thing. And so, you know... We got a caller coming through. Uh, please tell us your, your name and, and your question or comment tonight, please. We can hear you. We're listening. Hello? Yes, we hear you, my brother. Please tell us your name and your comment tonight. Oh, yeah, this is Daryl calling from uh, Camp Springs. Yes, please tell me your uh, question tonight. You think some people leave the church because... They don't want the accountability in their lives. Like most people, they may think, like most young people may think that, you know, the church might judge them because of the sins that they're doing. And they don't want nobody to um, correct them on their sins that they're committing. Well, we're getting ready to get to some of that. But yes, you're right. You're right. Some of them, just like the prodigal son, remember what he did. He said, Father, give me what, what belongs to some degree to me. In so many words, break, you know, bankrupting his dad by taking his his part of what he believed belonged to him and remember where he went he went to a far country he wanted to get away so nobody could see the way he was living and so yeah you're right you know that this is the condemnation john 3 23 that light is coming to the world and men love darkness more than light because of these evil so yes you're right young girl in many cases the reason why people don't um people lead the churches so they can go do what they want and we're going to get to that in a little bit but yes that's a great point any other thoughts or comments yeah and um as far as like a young person who out there like they might they might have been raised in the church but they out there and they just doing their own little thing but they know the things of god but they um but they sin it anyway do you think that god will forgive them of their sins, like even though they know that what they're doing is wrong? Well, you know, to him that know to do good and do it not to him it is sin or evil, he that know to do the will of God and does it not will be beaten with many stripes. So I do believe that, that yes, the Lord will deal with them. He will discipline them as a, as a father disciplines his son. That's if they're really saved and born again. And But when a person lives like that, man, it's, it's and they're out there like that, it becomes a point where we just don't know. But thanks for your... um. Until they come back. Thanks for your comment tonight, um, Daryl, young Daryl. And we're going to take another call here tonight. 
Um, please, okay. caller, tell us your name and your question tonight. I can hear you. Go yeah, ahead. This, yeah, this is Daryl. Daryl calling. Yes, um, please, Daryl. Tell us your uh, question tonight or comment. Well, I believe I believe I believe a lot of young people you leave because they feel that church is not important to them, and um, and it's, and they believe they believe that it's most mostly for older people, you know, and um, or people who have issues, you know. It's not for them. Why do you think they get? Where do you think that they get this thought from? I mean, why is this? What 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 is? Where do you think? Why do you think they think that? I guess because of the, what the world tell them, you know. Um, you know, they tell them they're young and all this, and you know, I mean, the lies, the lies, the lies that the world tell them that they probably think that they're young, they got time, you know, and um, and, and they're not finished partying, they still, you know, they still, they got still enjoy their little pleasure life, you know. As a young person, I think it's what the world tells them. I think some of that's correct. I think that's some great points you're making, Daryl. But, you know, part of this um, really gets back to, to them being told that they're on their way to hell. And, and I just right. think that, that there's not enough of the truth of the gospel being told to people, especially young people who are, who are within the church walls, because they do see it, you're right, as an old person's place of refuge, you know, and not a place or a spot where they need to go and repent and give their life to Christ because they do think that they've got time. And that's a very unfortunate thing. But a lot of that has to do with um, the ministry they're setting under and the pastor and what he's teaching. Because to some degree, let's let's just admit it, church in a lot of ways is a social club. Right. It is a place where people go to meet their friends and talk about life. And, and to right. some degree, I mean, that's all okay, but ultimately, uh, the, the word church means, is ecclesia, it means called out once, ultimately it means a group of people who called out to serve Jesus and to build up his kingdom. And so, if we've got someone in the church who doesn't know Christ or someone who is um, teetering with going out in the world, there needs to be some attention paid to that. And I just don't think that there's enough of that. Um, and because of that, someone can just walk out the door and no one ever notices it because most because most of the time when i'm out there witnessing because you know you know what i do i do evangelists right pastor yes and i get out there and i and i I'm like like last week i was out there i'm preaching about um hell you know and about how hell and how real hell is and let people know that hell is real you know it's a real place you know and um yes and and i guess i guess a lot of people don't they, they don't think that they're, they're, uh, hell is really real you know well, I let me say, um, Brother Darrell, I came to know the Lord when I was a young young person. I was 21, 22 years of age when I gave my life to Christ. So I was young. And, and I just read the Bible. I was told to read the Bible and to get serious about the Bible, reading the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't told, you need to go to this church. You need to go and listen to this man or whatever. I wasn't told that. I was told, read the Bible. And when I read it, God's word spoke to my heart. And mm -hmm. so this is missing. God's word is not at the point where it can speak to people's heart because they're not encouraged to read scripture for themselves. They're encouraged to go there, sit there, and listen to one scripture and five points. Right. And so there's no conviction. Right. There's, no, um, there's no desire to, to change because they're not put in a position by the church in many cases, not always, but by the church, 
Because what the church will do is give them jobs. I've seen churches that, oh, get that young person a job. They need something right. to do in the church. This kind of thing. And by doing that, they try and will them in, you know, will them in. But at the same time, they're having sex with everybody on the choir or everybody in the, you know, the, the, all the deacons. Right. But yet and still, they're trying to, you know, yield them in by giving them something to do instead of looking them in the eye and saying, you need to repent. You're on your way to hell, bro. Right. Right, 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 right. I've seen churches like that too, as well, Pastor. You know, we, 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 um, because I was in churches like that where, um, where there was no repentance, but you could sing on the choir. You know, you can get on the choir, or you can get on the, um, uh, um, uh, you could be the lead singer. You know, without even repentance, they just, they just stick them in positions, they stick them in places, and, and then, and then all of a sudden you like, you know, you wonder how, you know, this person, you know, is singing on the choir. And I never seen this person give it a life to the Lord, you know. And then hypocrisy people, you know? is all over the place. All of a sudden, people are like that dude, he leading the choir. That woman leading the choir, they a hypocrite. I won't go up in there. And all of it comes because right. some pastor decides to put someone in a position who is not a believer, right? I without hearing that. their testimony and watching their life, right. Right. So anyway, brother Joe, thanks for your question. It was great tonight, my brother, and um, all right, all right. And, and may the Lord bless you. Keep sharing the word, man. All right, okay, thank you. And let me just say this too. There's also we've got open lines for anyone else who wants to call in. There is an attempt by the church, which is really sad, to get to the same level as the um, as the world in order to try and bring them in. How many of you have seen that before? Where the, where the church tries to, you know, all of a sudden they bring in worldly music. All of a sudden the, the, the pastor's doing the worldly dances that they do, you know what I'm saying? In order to, you know, in order to, to I guess, fulfill 1 Corinthians 9.22 where Paul says, uh, you know, I'll be all things to all men that I might win some. But Paul wasn't saying that he would stoop to a level of Romans chapter 3, verse 8, should I do um, evil that good may come from it, God forbid. What he was saying is that I'll do what I can to meet people where they're at, but I'm not going to learn the way, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1 and 2 of the heathen, nor am I going to be conformed to this world, or be, you know, but be transformed. So one of the things that happens is you'll find, I've seen some pastors who try and dress like the world. I've seen some, um, some, some, church, some choirs that try and do the, the steps like the world do them, or they try and... Uh, you know, boast some particular singer or whatever in order to bring the young people in. You know what I mean? And the sad part about it, I'm going to be honest, is that they condemn many of these people to hell because they just understand it's a lot of these young folks or young people, because I was young. They're not looking for somebody like them. They're looking for someone to follow. You see, Jesus... He hung out with unbelievers. But guess what? They were following him as he told them about Jesus, about himself. And that is our job. It's, I mean, it's okay to be around unbelievers if you're telling them about the Lord. And so, and getting them to follow you. And so I remember being, you know, a, a believer. I was like 22, 23 years of age. I was looking for like a mentor. Somebody who I can walk and emulate and walk in their steps as they follow Jesus. I wasn't looking for somebody who was like me, you know what I'm saying? Walking around with his pants down. Well, we didn't do that back then, you know what I'm saying? But 
whatever. You know, it, it wasn't, it, I wasn't looking for that. Anyway, another reason why, and, and you know what, I'm going to just jump on this a little bit because I think this should be a good two-part series because I, I just think, you know, we, we need to really consider the, the youth in the church. You know, another reason why I believe, and I'm going to dig in this a little bit and then, you know, I, the second reason, the second fault that lies with the youth leaving the church are the parents. And as you listen to my voice tonight, many of you are parents. And I just got to be honest. I mean, we got to lay it at your feet. Hosea 4.6 says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge because they reject knowledge. God says, I rejected you as my priest and I will reject your children. That's what it says. So guess what's happened? We got a whole generational gap. You know, it says in, in, uh, in Judges chapter 2, verse, verse 10, that, you know, after the generation of, of Joshua, there was a generation that knew not God. Or after the generation of Joshua had, had, you know, had talked to, after that generation, I'm sorry, there was a generation that knew not the Lord. And before you know it, everybody was doing that, which is right in their own eyes. And I think this is kind of the generation we're living in now. Where many of you as parents, you have spoiled your kids. I'm going to give you a good example. Numbers 14, verse 31 and 32. The reason why the children of Israel didn't get into the promised land, you know one of the major reasons why? It's because they said to Moses, they said, how could we go in there? What's going to happen to our children? One of the reasons they didn't go in there is because they're afraid something's going to happen to their kids. They had put their kids before God. And God told them in Numbers 14, 31, and 32, because of that, your children are getting in and you won't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They put their kids before God. And some of you listening to me, this is one of the reasons why the children are leaving the church. Because you put them before God. On Sunday, they ain't stupid. It was sports, you know, all this sports now that go on on, su on Sunday and Saturday for little children. And they see, they see you. Taking them instead of going to church. You going here, there, concert, whatever it might be, instead of going to church. They watching you. They see that compromise. You know what? Let me say this. When, when, you know, I've heard people say, Johnny, do you want to go to church today? And Johnny be like, no, I don't want to go. I ain't going to church. And, and guess what? They say, okay, get some rest, go back to bed. Listen, when I was a kid, and my mother was in that church mode, you know, because she would have modes where sometimes she'd go, sometimes she didn't. But she'd have that church mode. She would say, everybody under this roof is going. Everybody, you're going. That's that's what she would say. I used to joke about how when I was young, I used to be on drugs. I was drugged to, to, to church on, on Sunday. I was drugged to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how it was. But see, one of the things that we have to have, have to look at, and I think I'm going I'm to make this a two-part, as I said. Parents, you listening to me. Some of you, we're going to talk about next time, it's already gone, okay? Your children are grown now, okay? And, but you got grandchildren who God has put in your life. And those grandkids, God has helped you to bring them in a, in a position like John the Baptist. Remember what the Lord told um, Zacharias and, and uh, Elizabeth? He said to them, he said, listen, make sure that when you bring that child up, 
He doesn't touch no dead body. Remember that? Remember, make sure he doesn't um, cut his hair. Make sure he doesn't drink anything. Put him in a position where he will not sin against me. Or put him in a position, as it says in, in Romans chapter 16, verse 19, that where he's ignorant of that which is evil. We got a, a, a caller. What's your question? Oh, yeah, this is Daryl again. Call it back again, Pastor. Um, yes. You made, a, you made a comment about how, how the parents, that the child makes the choices. And, 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 and also you made a comment as far as, um, as, far as um, that you believe that, um, that this is a um, generation that don't know the Lord. I really, you know, I really believe that myself as well with that. I agree with you on all of that, you know. Well, it is. We are, we're, this this generation, there's this generation, I believe. Like, there's a generation that will be raptured out. There's a generation that doesn't know God. And I, and I really think this is where we're at right now. The great falling away has, has begun. And, uh, and I think it started in the 60s in this country, at least. And so God has moved out into other nations and so forth. But now I believe that we're at a point where we may be at a worldwide falling away point. I really believe that where things have peaked out. And so... I just think that as parents, though, we can control what happens under our roof. And, nice. you know, it's interesting as a pastor's around a child or a teenager, maybe two hours out of the week. But the parent has the child the other hundred and what, 60 something hours a week. Right. And so they've got to, you know, be the ones that really set that example for that child. Right. And some of you moms, some of you dads. And so you wonder why the child ain't, you know, designing the things of God no more. Because they looked at right. you. Right, right, right. Now, we're going to look, too, at, at how that child got his own free will, though. So I don't want you parents because, to get in the condemnation thing. Like, well, you know, maybe I didn't. Maybe you did everything, and they made their own choice. We'll look at that. Right. But yet and still, because, parents, we have to examine ourselves. You hear me on this, Durham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, 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 because I see, I see, I, I see, I, I see the child as they grow up now. They design the things that their parents desire in the world, far as smoking, drinking, partying, and things like that. This is with, with the parents. With the parents is, is, is teaching the child the way to go. They point them in the wrong direction instead of the right direction. And that's Christ. Well, that's a great comment, and thank you for your comment, Daryl. That was that was good. Okay. I'm going to make a comment on your comment as you hang up, man. Thank right. you, my brother. Okay. I want to say this too. You know, in the old days, parents, a father would would take his child and spend a day with him because they would work together. A mother would take the daughter and spend a day with her because they would work together in the house. You know, and that child, or that 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 boy or girl would grow up wanting to do or wanting to be what their parents were. Now, I know our, you know our kids go to school now and the rest of this, but they had that in place, okay? And with the time that you have, you know, maybe you don't have that because most of us spend our time deprogramming our kids after they've spent hours in the, eight hours in the school system. But with the time that we do have, we've got to use it wisely, to mold them in whatever way we can into the image of Jesus because you are the biggest influence that they will ever have. And so we'll kind of turn off on that tonight and, and we'll end on that point because we got a lot more I want to talk about. Just, you know, 
how the how the devil attacks our, our children. And also next week we'll look at just how um how children have their own free will. And so, you know, how you can do everything and they still do their own thing. So parents, examine yourself and also understand this. As I pointed out, the, the first thing, the hypocrisy in the church, it needs to change. Because this is one of the reasons why our, our youth are leaving the church. Thanks for your calls tonight, and um, we appreciate it. Please call next week. We'll have another awesome time going through the Word of God. And, and thank you for, for joining us tonight for Let's Talk Biblically. God bless. <laughs>